Hi guys, welcome to this episode of the, of the Trainer Feed. My name is Angel Sanchez. I am your host, and your other host today is David Bravo. Hello. So two weeks ago we we're out without David Bravo. <laughs> now this week we're out without Jacques. Jacques is uh away. Um, he's uh he's off duty right now. Um, probably somewhere swinging kettlebells or swinging Alfie his dog um but it's all good we'll we don't need do, him. we'll do what we got to do he can stay away <laughs> um let's let's go over some of the topics so today what we're going to cover we're going to cover a couple of things one being craziest workout from the start of the pandemic another one is what we're reading right now because Jacques doesn't read, so it's good that he's out of this one anyway. Um, some product reviews, Euro yeah, 2020 bets. English, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the genetically perfect human, in air quotes, genetically perfect human. Um, but let's start with the craziest workout of the pandemic. I, I did an exercise the other day where we had to have an icebreaker, and that was one of the exercises where it was like, all right, everybody just go around the line and say what your craziest workout of the from the start of the pandemic so in march 2020 and i remember it was just that 30 mile run that i did that was the craziest one that i did just because it was something out of my with mask on and mask off like nobody knew which way it was gonna go i thought it was gonna be over i thought it was done i thought you're gonna die bro like you know, like right in the middle of the run like just that would suck um but yeah it was it was wild it was a little bit crazy but you know it's weird because it wasn't necessarily that hard physically even though it sounds really crazy i think that mentally it's the biggest thing because it's just like you got to keep going you got to keep going and it's one of those things you you ever worked a job where like you don't want to look at the clock to see what time it is because you know that once you look at it it's not going to be what you wanted and you're just going to be like crap i got <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so that's that's the biggest thing for me um from that so that was the craziest aspect the the mental stuff but learned a lot of lessons how about you what was what was your craziest workout 500 swings the day before i died almost died it was wild you were sore why. like i wanted to do 500 swings and then i got covid like a day or two later <laughs> so I'm not saying I'm the, the swings made me get COVID, but maybe it fucked up my system so much that my immune system was just like not there anymore. It was shot. It was busy fighting or trying to bounce back from the 500 swings. Yeah, man. Cause it was like nine day. It's crazy. But that, that is it. wild. I think that was the only crazy workout I've done. And who did you um, get that from? Or did you just say, all right, I'm going to pick a number. You know, years ago, years ago, I did a 500, 10,000 kettlebell swing challenge by Dan John and um, Keith from work, who we had on the podcast also, he's the one that told me about it. And then I read up on it and we both did it. It took me a month. I think it was, it was a month. Mm-hmm. Five, it was working out five days a week for mm-hmm. four months. And mm-hmm. it was 500 swings every workout. And yeah, I think my hands were all ripped. There are a couple like the last two weeks, I think I just had like 
taped up hands. Regardless oh, you said for four months. So I think it's four weeks, right? Four weeks. Four yeah, weeks. yeah, four weeks. Four weeks. Um, yeah, my hands are all blooded up, taped. It was ridiculous. But I finished Damn. it. And yeah, I don't know. I might what? do that again one day. How did you choose the weight? It was, I think it was already set. Like the, mm. uh, the, the website said 24, I think it was like 24 kilos each, each person. I mean, for men, I think it was like 24 kilos. I think for women, it was 20. Wow. Or 16, one of the two, but you could use whatever weight you want. I mean, the website said, I think 24 for men, 16 or 20 for women, but I'm 100% sure there are a couple of people out there that do the 28s for fun. So that's insane. I don't know. Like, I would be on the more conservative side if I was going to do 10,000 swings. I would definitely try to do like 24 or 20. I mean, I, but I would hate to be halfway through and be like, up. oh, I should bumped up. Go ahead. No, no, I mean, it's not, it's not something you just like pick up one day and be like, I'm going to do 10,000 swings. So you should already have a background in how to do swings. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, the way it's broken up, it's 500 swings, five rounds. Mm-hmm. Each round is 100 swings. And that one, and that one uh, round is um, broken up into four sets. I think okay. The set, I think, is 10. Second set is 15. Third set is 20. And the fourth set is 50. I think that makes 100, right? Yeah. So, and after that, you could take as long of a break you as you want. Mm. So there's no, it's not really timed. So it could take you two hours to finish one workout, but as long as you finish it. I see. Yeah. So it would probably have to be, cause you said 15, it would have to be 10, 20, 20, and then 50. No, I think it was 10, 15, 20. That's 50. And then one more set of 50. Right. 10, 15 is 35 plus 20 is 55. 10, 15 is 25. Sorry. 25 plus 20 is 45. There's a five there. That's why I'm, I'm stuck on the five. So <laughs> oh, shit. Wait. maybe you did. You, maybe you never completed it. Imagine taking it this long and you never completed it. You still got like 100 swings left. Stay woke. <laughs> all good though it's somewhere i'm sure it's like posted somewhere so wait okay the, okay the last set was 50 swings okay right because there's a five so it's got to be something is it 25 broken up i don't all right we'll have to you know what's hard uh so it's funny it's funny you saying this because whenever you do yeah go ahead look that up because whenever you do those long sets and it's like something like a pyramid where you're stacking numbers on top of each other the one thing that i hate to do is to try to figure out what number i'm at or like how many sets i did because it's so easy to forget um and you just have to have that stuff just written down somewhere because if you don't it's easy to lose track. And then you just don't know what you did, what you didn't do. And then you're just confused. 
and you're exhausted, yeah. right? Because you're already fatigued. So one round has 10 swings, okay. 15 swings, 25 swings, and then okay. one 50 swing. swing. Okay. That was it, right? So I was like, there's another, there has to be another five. Yeah, not 20. Yeah. Um, but cool. All right. Um, so yeah, that's those workouts. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes the workouts like that, they give you some feedback as to, you know, lessons learned, like during your training, like where you could be stronger, where you are, you know, a little bit weaker. But for me, it's always the mental part of it. Sometimes just getting through it mentally is the biggest challenge. It's not the actual physical stuff. Obviously, like if your hands are ripping apart, um, then that's difficult to up and keep going. Right. But the resilience to just keep saying, all right, I'm going to keep going. Okay. I'm going to stick to this. Yeah, there, was a couple times, there were a couple of times that it was just like, I hate doing this. The couple of days that my workout was over an hour. Mm. And there's sometimes that the whole workout was 30 minutes. Mm. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, other thing was, what are you reading right now? So I just picked up a book and I'm forgetting the name of it, which is pretty bad, but it's from the author of Steal Like an Artist. And the book is called Show Your Work. Okay. Um, it's a really cool book. I mean, it's nothing crazy. It's nothing like not a thousand pages and the reading level is not you know even Jacques insane even Jacques could read it they have a lot of pictures <laughs> so I'm serious it's like a paragraph and a picture on the other page and then you turn the page um but it's pretty cool it's um something like a business book for people who don't necessarily like business and the premise is that you have artists that are trying to grow and be inspired or somebody who's just trying to grow and continue to promote their business, but they don't like self-promotion or they don't like the idea of self-promotion. So this book kind of breaks down how to do it, why you should do it, and how others have done it in the past. Um, and it has been really interesting for me to just go through it, read it, check it out and start to reflect, think about what I've done and where I can grow. Cause I know I'm not the biggest uh, self-promoter out there, but you know, yeah, it's been good. No, I've been, I've been, uh, I picked up starting strength again. So I'm just like refreshing things, you know, just like each chapter here and there. I told a client of mine about if he wants, I mean, so in the starting strength, there's a part of nutrition where it tells you if you're underweight and you're within the ages of, of 18 and 35 and you want to put on mass. Uh-oh, here it comes. All you got to do is drink a gallon of milk a day. Oh, Lord. Whole milk. Oh, Lord. Now, I'm not saying to do that. I'm not saying that. Yeah, go go get this done. But I see how it could work. Mm -hmm. I see how it works. I'm not saying how it could work because it fucking works. I think because first, it's fuck. It's I mean a lot of it has to do with calories in and out, mm -hmm. and you're just getting a shit ton of calories eating, drinking a gallon of milk a day, right? But um, what I like about the way he put it down was he kind of uh, had a little like disclaimer saying mm -hmm. like. 
for all the little for or for for all the dietitians and all the blah 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 that are telling me, oh my god, no, not a gallon of milk. He says, it's not a forever thing. Like, I'm not telling you to drink a gallon of milk forever. Mm. I'm telling you to drink a gallon of milk for the eight weeks, eight to twelve weeks of you doing this program. Damn. So you could gain mass, like gain size. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man. I don't know. For any listener that's 16 years old. <laughs> Adrian, shout out to Adrian. Adrian. Nah, dude, he, I told him about that, but I don't think he, he didn't drink that much milk. He, he said, oh, nah. He's like, <laughs> like gallon milk? Oh, nah. <laughs> hey, I mean, I, like I said, I see how it could work. You know, and if you're lactose intolerant, then supplement with that lactate enzyme. <laughs> a couple of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but hey, man, it's a, it's a good book. I really enjoy it. I will say though, I think when it came to losing weight or dropping body fat, he was a big proponent of restricting carbs. And mm. I'm not the biggest fan of that, you know. Especially mm. in my opinion, when you want to look heavy or you want to do power work, then I think carbs are really important. So I don't know. To each their own. Yeah, I did. Um, I did that a little bit. I didn't drink a gallon of milk, but when I was in my teenage years and I was trying to like put on some size put on some mass i drank protein shake with whole milk and i used to drink it i think it was either every morning or every night and it tasted like chocolate milk yeah so it was easy to put down and then you just instantly start to see like you just grow right it's just um instant calories it's easy to put down you don't have to worry about it. And then eventually, like, it's so strange when you're, I don't know the science behind it, but your stomach starts to expand and you can consume more calories than you're almost expecting that at the end of the day or in the beginning of the day. So you either wake up starving or like after your meal, you're still hungry. Um, so that was pretty wild for me. But um, then I got colitis. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> but I remember I had a protein shake with so I'm kind of lactose intolerant, right? I've noticed that if I drink whole milk, I start getting a little, you know, a little irritated in my stomach and things like that. So um, it's not full blown like shit. I got to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's more of just like, okay, I don't feel great. So mm-hmm. I've been drinking like the lactate. Oh, yeah. I remember I bought the lactate chocolate milk. Oh, my God. It's good. It's fucking amazing. It's For delicious. For some reason, there's something about, I don't know what it is, but something about regular whole milk. They drink it. I think it tastes good. I think it tastes great. Mm-hmm. But the lactate, whole milk, for some reason, tastes sweeter. I don't know what it is. Mm. For some reason, it tastes like they just put like fucking sugar in it. But anyway, but I, I like got the chocolate milk and I put some protein powder in it and like made a, a shake. It was amazing. That's good. Um, but yeah, that stuff milk is, pretty is great good. at post workout. Like there've been a lot of articles that I've read about chocolate milk being the post workout drink. I know it's strange. It's 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 not necessarily strange because I guess like if you look at it like from a nutrient standpoint, it seems pretty straightforward. But it's just strange how it like rose in popularity. But then everything is everything rises in popularity, then it gets shot down, right? Like yeah. people say eggs, and there was a debate about eggs. And there was like milk, and then, then there's debate yeah, about milk. Saying milk is not for humans and things like that, but that's a topic for a whole nother day. The day- I'm not very versed in that stuff so nor am i but the day that water becomes debatable i feel like is the day that we should just control alt delete and just restart i mean there's so many people saying that 
hydration isn't really important. Or like water, or like when people say drinking a, a water to hydrate yourself really isn't a thing because you're drinking water in anything you're drinking. I don't know, man. So it's like, I don't know. I, I, but I do have clients that hate water, just don't like water. And, you know, I give them, you know, if we're having a conversation, well, they're like, oh, I need, you know, I, I was having a conversation with one of my clients about habits and habit forming. And one of the things that we spoke about was water. And she was saying, um, well, I know I need to drink more water. So can I get a glass of water? So I said, sure. So I went, got found a cup in some whatever. And then I poured her some water and then sat there. And then for the hour, you know, eight ounces of water, she probably drank like two. So when the conversation was done, I said, how are we on that water? And she was like, oh, I, I don't really like to drink it. I told you I have a problem with drinking water. I was like, so you just made me get up and pour you a glass of water for no reason. <laughs> like, and that might not have been the most constructive thing. Cause then it's like, you're guilting somebody into it, but um, like, it's, it's, it is weird. I never really fully understood that when people don't like the taste of water or just can't put themselves to drink it. There is no, t- I mean, I don't think there's a taste, but I do think there are certain water companies that would add extra minerals in their water, like mm. Evian. Mm. Dog shit. I don't fuck with Evian. That shit is disgusting. Dasani too. Dasani fell off. Dasani, I guess, is fine for me, but like Evian is gross, I think. But that essentia, that essentia water with the, mm-hmm. like, uh, the black uh, cap, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. fire. Oh yeah, God. that's pretty good. That's really good. That's like my favorite water drink. So that's your staple. What about uh, Poland Spring? Is Poland Spring on your Poland spectrum? Is always, yeah, depending on the, I'm picky. I mean, depending on the temperature. <laughs> like there's sometimes where the water is like the perfect cold temperature that you can just chug it. Uh-huh. And there are times where it's too cold. And there are times when it's like room temperature, like in the like in temperature right now. Yeah. Right. Like if it's too hot outside and then you have a bottle of water or something and then you drink it and it's that temperature, it almost feels gross. Yeah. I think there's a water bottle under my couch sometimes. I think it's some there and it's too late to get it out. It's <laughs> keeping it there for, you know, the future. Maybe. It's getting uh, stale, stale water. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, I don't know. It's weird because I like seltzer. I can mm. do shit all day. But it's like if I take a little sip of anything carbonated, I start burping like crazy, just randomly. That happened to me. That was early days of the podcast. I started drinking the LaCroix or the LaCroix. Uh, if Jock Drinks. actually listens to this episode. Jock here. It's fine. He's going to listen to it. Well, well, who knows? We'll know if he mentions the LaCroix. But I drank that for one of the first episodes or the first couple of episodes. And I noticed I was just burping all the time. I was like, that's not very nice but the for thing is, listening. Like, I understand it, why you're burping, which is fine. I mean, I know that if you drink carbonated liquid, you're going to start burping at some point. But for me, it happens at the first gulp. And the first mm-hmm. sip is just like, I'm like, I prep, I prep myself for it. I take a little sip of it. I'm like. <laughs> and it's fucking annoying. Yeah, it's it is like, a little annoying. Because it hurts. Because it's like. <laughs> It's like a baby, right? When babies yeah. got a burp and they're just like crying because they can't get it out. Yeah, and you burp and a fart comes out. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's gotta come out one way or the other. But yeah, um, I don't know where I don't know what we were talking about before. Um, uh, it actually so yeah, started with books. And, 
Yeah. I don't know. I have so many fucking books that I haven't even touched. Cool. All right. Um, product reviews. So I I became one of those guys who looks at product reviews before I buy something, and it's engulfed my life because now I'm just looking at product reviews and I'm like cross-referencing some product reviews with others, written product reviews with um, video product reviews, uh, the time of day, like so many things become something that I look at, but uh, it can be very time-consuming for what it's worth. And then I realized I didn't know there was that many, or I didn't realize that there were any product reviews on like fitness clothing. Right. Cause sometimes you have it on the website or whatever, but then you're just like, ah, oh, if it's on the website, then somebody got paid to put that thing up there. I usually like to find somebody who oh, reviews man. professionally or reviews like on a page or something, and then just go from there. Um, but I realized that there's not that many product reviewers for fitness clothes um, or fitness wear on Reddit. There is kind of, I mean, because I had the, the biggest issue with, with fitness clothing for me was when I would buy like pants to work in, mm-hmm. not to work out in, but like the little lemon, like mm-hmm. long pants mm-hmm. for my, for my shits, they're always fucking like ripping at the seam. Mm. Right. Cause of my thick thighs, hashtag thick thighs, thick thighs, stay, save lives. There you go. But there was one time where I bought these pair of pants and Lulu's Lululemon's not, not cheap. Even right. with trainers that get discounted, like, like I think we do, I think, I don't know if you guys discount at Lulu. Yeah. But I have their, like, we, I think we do their training thing. The sweat. Sweat collective thing. Yeah. Sweat collective. Um, it's still expensive. So mm-hmm. I remember I bought a pair of pants of the ABC pants. Oh, I love those pants. Anti-ball did you crushing pants? Did you? They love telling you what ABC stands yeah. for too. <laughs> like we know, we know. We know. Do you the? Are you talking about the dress pants? Or are you talking about the the joggers? Right. I love yeah. those. They're yeah, those really are nice. So cool. Um, so I bought these pairs and they fit great. You know, they feel great around my waist and my my legs a little tight. But the thing is, I don't even work out in them. Mm-hmm. And then in a week, I I'm like all right, I already got to go back and sell them. Hey, I bought this a week ago. Look at this. I'm almost starting a fire. So it's like, of course, it's 50, 50% of it's like my fault too, right? But there, but also I'm like, okay, if, if you're going to buy, I mean, wear workout clothes, mm-hmm. leisure clothes, then you're gonna, it's going to be mobile. Like it's got to mm-hmm. be made to, to be durable. So I was looking for reviews and shit online, and you could barely find any. I mean, yeah. A little bit here and there, like if you go on Reddit, but not much. Yeah, I'm on the same, I'm on that same wave. I started checking out uh, Vuari or Vuari. Those are expensive as well, right? Um, I think they're a competitor of Lululemon. And I was checking out some of their stuff. They have some really good, they got really good sweaters and really good um, shorts. And I think the pants are good too. I'm going to check them out. But the Ponto or yeah, Ponto shorts, they feel like butter. It's just really strange. Like it feels really, they're like pants. Super soft. That are very soft. Yeah. But I was looking for reviews before I made the purchase and I couldn't really find any. And I was like, damn, I just got to go buy this recommendation of a buddy of mine who told me to just get it um unfortunately it was a good review i think that's uh it's a little bit 
it's great but i also have this big ass phone and when i put my big ass phone in those pants it like drops the pants because the pants aren't necessarily like they're they feel soft but they're not structured right versus some of the other brands might be a little bit more structured and informed that's, that's the pants i got i got this pair of pants of roan to work in black pants they're really soft but i put my phones if i have one client that i have to go to the gym for gym for i just go i don't have my bag or anything i just go yeah so i put my phone my wallet my keys and maybe like my airpod thing yeah yeah just those four things in my pockets and every time i'm walking it's like the the the, the things kind of keep going as i take the steps i take a step <laughs> and it goes like yeah right yeah it like starts to swing so it's fucking annoying yeah but anyway if all the bitching about having having pockets in our pants when a lot of women's clothing don't have pockets oh man don't even get them started on that because i have some of my clients are just like why is the zipper here i'm like i don't even if i could if i got a penny for every time uh somebody told me that but we, we uh any designers that are listening to this <laughs> yeah you know, listen man I, w- I was about to say if if this fails pants make pants with pockets for women please yes please please we should pockets, definitely not do the that. things that you could that, you, that a little quarter fits in i know because they got you know everybody's got a phone if it can't fit a phone in i feel like that's the that's the challenge if it can't fit a phone and maybe like an airpod thing and it's not really a pocket it's just some silly thing on the side of your pants you got vents, you got mesh, you got zippers, but it's not, it's not good. Anyway, no good, no good. You step it up, especially when you're paying as much as you're paying for it. Yeah. But 2020, Euro 2020, who you got, Italy or England? I don't know. And why? Well, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want any of them to win. Like I wanted Denmark to win. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, Why? Why Denmark? Because uh, I think it would have been really, really big if they would have won because of their player that had a, a literal heart attack on the pitch. Why? Oh, that was the team. That was the team, yeah. So they made it this far. They made it that fucking far when they never really make it that far. Wow. So it would have been great if they would have gone through. But uh, I don't know. I think I was reading up on stuff and listening to people like if, if – Either if, if Italy wins, it'll be big. Mm-hmm. It'll be big for them, especially after their. Um, the thing with Italy is that after they lost that World Cup years ago, mm-hmm. I forgot which World Cup it was. Maybe uh, damn, I forgot what World Cup it was. But they lost badly, and after that, I think their team has really taken a hit. And now mm-hmm. it's like they're coming back. So it'll be big if they. And then England is England. I mean, they, they really haven't gone to the... I think they've never gone to the Euro final since, like, I don't fucking know, 19-something. Oh, really? It's been that long. And this one's supposed to be in London, right? I believe so. Which I was reading, and some guy kind of threw shade on it, saying that, of course, England would... Of course, England won... Um, because all their like four of their over their six games were played at home. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. So um that's shade. That that was very shady. But I don't know where I don't know where they're playing. Um but yeah, I think regardless, whichever team wins will be big, but 
I don't know. I'm kind of like rooting for England to win. I like a lot of their players. A lot of their players are great. So, and Italy too has great players. So, it should be a good match, from what I hear. I heard that um, they're two big competitors. They're playing at Wembley. Wow. Which is not fair. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's pretty fair. England played at Wembley last game, too. When did they? Well, the difficulty is was um was the choice impacted by COVID? Like the choice of where? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, they could have played in Copenhagen. Would have been neutral, right? Yeah. Like, and then you'd have to. England won a trophy. Was in 1966. Because then the the other thing would be you would have to figure that out beforehand. Like you would have to figure that out. I don't know. I don't know when they figured that out, but I'm assuming they figured all the like where each match was going to be played way before they were actually even there. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. If England wins, it'll be the people be talking about the controversy of like, oh, you guys play it in the same stadiums all the time. But somebody also, yeah, somebody also told me like there was a penalty that was um, that England got that they shouldn't have gotten and then they scored on that penalty shot and that won them the game yeah um, Raheem Sterling he's a striker for England he kind of flopped a little bit and they're like here's a penalty what's crazy is this the guy blocked the initial penalty mm. but it ricocheted off his hand so in soccer when when you um when you kick a penalty kick mm-hmm. and the uh, and you okay you either score mm-hmm. you either miss or you either, or the goalkeeper blocks it. Mm-hmm. Now, when the goal, goalkeeper blocks it, it'll be great if he catches it, mm-hmm. onto it, or if he can't, or if he blocks it and it ricochets elsewhere. Yeah. But the thing is, like, if it ricochets, if the goalkeeper blocks it and it ricochets back to the to the original kicker, he could kick it in. What? So, yeah. So that's what happened. So he blocked it. It went back to uh, Harry Kane, and then he scored. That's fucked up. So yeah. So. What happens if he blocks it and it goes into the goal? Like it ricochets off his hand into and the then goal. it goes, then it's a goal still. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, man. That's crazy. Well, I was going to counter. I wasn't going to, I was just going to go to the opposing. I was going to have you choose one and then go and opposing to that. Just because, like, I don't have a say in it really. Like, I don't follow it as much. You think Jacques would be for England, or you think he would be he for England? He told me earlier today he's going for he wants Italy to win. Oh, he wants Italy to win, right? He doesn't really like England. No, I mean he's what he what does he always like bitch about? He's French Scottish. Yeah, French Scottish, not English. Um, <laughs> right. And what he said last time was that if you're if you're from the outskirts of England, like not if you're from the UK but not from England proper, you're always yeah. rooted against England. I, I heard. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's what he said. Something about dragons and castles, I'm sure. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Last last thing we got to talk about is this is where we go off the wagon. Genetically perfect human. So I was scrolling through Instagram, which I try not to do anymore. But, you know, I did it the other day. And I saw a couple of things. Obviously, some things are nice to see, some things are neutral, and then some things are alarming, right? I feel like that's that's the tempo, that's the wave. They want to keep you riding that wave of nice, neutral, alarming, nice, neutral, alarming. Very nice. 
and very nice right you get very nice every once in a while um but one of the things that they said was world latin star posted something if y'all know who world latin star is then hashtag, hashtag. yeah did it did it <laughs> all right hashtag sponsors <laughs> imagine that was like the first sponsor that would be crazy crazy it'd be ratchet we have to start off every episode que lo que mani dime dime anyway um, but they put a post up saying, you know, scientists and uh, some some researcher figured out the genetically perfect human. And David, you could look this up just so you can like look at it and be like, what the hell? So genetically perfect human would be a woman from the island of Puerto Rico. And then I read the comment section and then they were like, Arican wrote that, you know, yeah. like everybody started going crazy. Wow, um, dude, I, I typed in on Google, genetically perfect, perfect human world Latin star. And guess the first thing that came up is why there is no perfect human in Puerto Rico. <laughs> you see? <laughs> God, you said, it's sometimes you go by the scientific American which mm -hmm. I don't know how biased it is. But I don't know. It said there is no perfect human in Puerto Rico or anywhere else. Right. So, you know, they, they, the, the original article. So that's the other thing too, cause I looked it up and there was like a whole bunch of articles mm -hmm. talking about the publication, but they didn't cite the publication. So I couldn't really find out where that whole thing originated. Um, it's probably a rabbit hole and it probably loops to somebody who made it up like in a lab somewhere, but apparently this researcher was trying to investigate the, um, a, a couple of like genetic codes and trying to figure out like, this would be some gene that would help combat this, that, and the third. And because Puerto Rico was an Island that was colonized by Spaniards, like there's, um, and then they also were an Island that you know, slaves were also brought to, there was some genetic diversity there that happened, you know, it happened in other places as well. It's by Leor Patcher. He's the one that did it. Oh, okay. Um, and so he was just saying that because of the diversity, because of the genetic diversity, um, that would be where you would find. And I, I don't know why a woman versus a man, I don't know what that was um and then another article had said that that person had already existed um and it was like a taino woman who became the first taino chief of a certain colony or something like that and then they put they, they they drew pictures of her um as well so pretty interesting stuff but this like i said this is where we fall off the bandwagon because I'll we read, i'll read it it sounds really interesting but i mean with things, in my opinion, with things that come down to that, mm -hmm. it's really, I think it's a big, I mean, when's the last time that you heard about one race being genetically inferior and superior to twelve? Oh, man. Right? It's like, you don't want to go down that route. Stay woke. Right? Yeah, and then also like a product of colonization, that probably isn't the best foundation to start that process. But anyway. you're right. At the end of the day, like, even if you do have perfect genes, you can still get hit by a car. There you go. Right? Look both ways before Caution Street. I was trying to create a list 
of things to do, like how to survive in the city. And I think that that was one of the first things, look both ways before crossing the street. That's like the first rule. Or maybe it's nothing comes for free. Dude, when we speaking of like survival, like I was watching this, this YouTube video on this doctor who was reacting to Bear Grylls. You know that guy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And his methods of survival. Yeah. This guy was like watching these videos and he's talking about like, if you're thirsty, you got to drink your own pee. Yeah. You got to do this. And then the doctor's like, no, he's like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what is wrong with this guy? It's pretty wild. Um, I saw, I used to love Bear Grylls. I used to watch all of his stuff growing up. And, you know, then I started seeing Survivor Man. And then Survivor Man was like pooping on Bear Grylls because Survivor Man was like, I have all my cameras. Bear Grylls has like a cast and crew and they're going to make sure that he doesn't die. So he's just doing it for the camera. And then I was like, I looked at it through a different perspective. I was like, damn, I guess technically they're both doing it for the cameras because they're both recording yeah um but i started looking at bear grills his episodes a little bit differently like thinking you know he's not gonna die he's got food there you know they're always going to make sure that he's okay and what is he going to do with all that said and he did drink his own pee right so he drank his own pee i saw him i saw him bite into an octopus did you ever see that no He's like, you know how you kill an octopus? And he had the octopus there, like a little one. And then he just started chomping on its head. I was like, what is going on? Because it, apparently if you... think of elephant poop and squeezed the juices out of it and drank it. Oh, yeah. Right. Because of the water. He opened up a camel and got water out of its stomach and drank it. Oh, no. Oh, he nah. Shank. He made Shaq eat placenta, bro. Shaquille O'Neal. Damn, I need. I kind of want to see that episode, but then I also am fearful that I. Yeah, when he did it, I was like, "Oh no!" Nah. <laughs> Shout out Adrian. Shout out to Adrian. Um, right. but yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up because obviously we we veered off, but um, yeah, it was a good episode. Kept it short. But that's Any... birthday. Oh, for real? For real today. <laughs> Yo, we came full circle. Happy birthday to David's dad. Jacques isn't even here. Wow, that is wild. I feel special. (laughs) That is crazy. Well, happy birthday to him. Are you going to do anything to celebrate? We're celebrating tomorrow. Okay. Is he working today? Surprising. Yeah, he works every day. I called him up today. I was like, yo, what you doing? He's like, working. I'm like, and I was going to, I was like, why? he's like because i need money (laughs) like true 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 (laughs) right over his head when i was going at does what does he do he's a cab driver ah you ever heard that arnold schwarzenegger who is your daddy and what does he do you ever heard that one no okay (laughs) um but he's a cab driver like a yellow cab driver a green oh no kidding yeah so he's like all over the city wow that's hard work. Yeah, no, he sitting down for ten hours a day. Damn, how's his posture? Good, good. He he's surprisingly mobile. So yeah. I remember one time he was like fixing something in his car because he's also a mechanic. Mm. He got into like a deep ass squat and he was just like chill, chilling there, fixing something. I'm like, 
Wow. I was like, fuck you, man. Oh, shit. It's, it's in your genes. I guess. It's still right there. That's cool. And he immigrated over here, right? Yeah, he came from Ecuador. That's awesome. Yeah, man. That's a cool story. Did you spend a lot of time? I mean, we can go over the biography of your dad any day, but I feel it's special because it's his birthday. Did you spend a lot of time like um, under the hood and doing mechanic stuff with him growing up? No, I just know how to change a tire, change a battery, boost the car, siphon gas. No, I'm kidding. Um, no. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's awesome. That's probably more than what 80% of drivers know how to do. Yeah, but it's different now because you have all these new cars that are coming out with totally different like engines and shit. So sometimes my dad's like, I don't know what the fuck this engine is. Damn. Has he been driving... Uh, the same car for a while or has he updated no, he's, he's, a... he's not gonna drive his old mobile from the 80s right so. that's when he started yeah wow and in new york city he started in the 80s late 80s i think Mid-80s. that's crazy the amount of stories that man must have yeah we, we rarely talk about it but yeah i was gonna ask is he a talker because sometimes those people are like no, he's, not he's talkers a talker. he's a talker but he was very like when I was younger, he would like tell us a story. Now it's just like I barely see him much, you know. And I did, I did find find out a month and a half ago that he was in jail. And wow! I, I'm like, you fucking telling me this now? I'm like almost thirty years old. You never fucking told me. It's crazy. Wow. Was it in uh, the it U.S. or was it in Ecuador? It in Ecuador. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And did him and your mom meet here or over there? They knew of each other over there, but they met here. Isn't that crazy? My grandparents were the same way. So they're both in the same town. My grandparents knew each other in Puerto Rico and then they uh, met each other again over here in the States. I always think that stuff is so strange. I mean, I'm the anchor baby, so it's... The anchor baby. Is that what they call them? I'm not familiar with it. I'm the... Oh, no, actually, no, I'm not the anchor baby. People call anchor babies if if you have an immigrant has their baby in the states and the baby the baby's a citizen therefore yeah but me it was like shit you have a, you're having gonna have a kid we gotta get married so that, that's that was the kind of like anchor that's good it's a it's a different type of anchor it's a marriage anchor it's yeah. not a immigration anchor <laughs> <laughs> all right we gotta wrap it up all right we'll wrap it up uh catch you guys in the next one later bye